Here is. Cultists, men, women, children, non-binary friends, everyone of all ages, welcome to a very special introductory episode to a project that we are working on for this summer. It's myself, Alaska, and famed, legendary Call Out Culture guests, now co-host on this Miniseries, the homie gang PTP. Oh, what's going on, sir? Peace, Alaska. Peace, my 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 old Adams brethren. Uh, yeah, um, shit, living out here, living out here. You know what I mean? You know, saying we're outside. <laughs> we are actually outside. Well, almost. You can hear the. You might hear the birds chirping. Uh, you might, yeah. I'm you might. You might hear like dogs barking in the background, or like hey. kids crying somewhere out in the. <laughs> In the backyard. It's always crying. You know, there's a lot of kind of <laughs> in the backyards of these buildings for kids to fall and skim and knee. Facts. Yeah, Where treacherous that? environments. But we made it through we made it through the concrete jungle uh, for, Indeed. for a few decades. So yeah. made us stronger. Facts. <laughs> so um, yo, we have this, we came up with this idea chatting when we discovered our mutual love of Black Sabbath, specifically. Mm the original lineup and iteration of Black Sabbath, <clears throat> which is Ozzy Osbourne, Tommy Iommi, uh, Geezer Butler, and Jerry Ward. Right. Um, and we wanted to, to talk about it and talk about it. You know, we found out there's a lot of other people that feel the same way. So we wanted to put together something special for the summer, um, you know, a little series, test it out, see how it goes. and. With that, we bring you podcast, bloody podcast. <laughs> Black yes. Sabbath podcast. The name of all names. Come on, we gotta come with a strong title. God damn it! You, you know, know what I mean? <laughs> so, so gang, why don't why don't we talk a little bit about like, you know, why we want to talk about about Black Sabbath and right. and why like, you know, yeah, why Black Sabbath? Um. Well, I, I feel like I'm a, I'm like I'm quoting. I don't know, like yo, what did like did Beavis and Butthead? They didn't have Black Sabbath, but they did the Iron Man. See, Beavis and Butthead like had like Metallica rules. I was mm-hmm. gonna say Black Sabbath rules, um, first and foremost, and then but they also they honored Black Sabbath by doing the Iron Man riff. Uh, yeah, got like wild hype, right? Yeah, uh, and I think like that's something that I grew up with too. Um, you know before we even start speaking about like our, our first experiences with the band or with the music, but like, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of things that we can attribute or we can sort of like signal back to Black Sabbath as far as just like sonic, um, not tropes, but like, you know, attributes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, Black Sabbath is, is they, did, they did a lot more than your average heavy metal band, or um, you know, even say band from the '70s uh, in that vein, or anywhere, anywhere within that realm, like you know, the hard rock, whatever. Like they were kind of like the first heavy metal band, right? Yeah. Um, or like one of the first, you know. So, and they did it in their own way. I don't know. I think their uniqueness um, was it was something that really was inspiring, or just like kind of just I was magnetized to that. Like I was like, okay, well, this isn't this band this isn't this band this is like this is only this thing that 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 uh exists with uh you know ozzy is such a unique like front person um mm. vocalist and then the whole narrative too like the whole world like they're world builders right yeah. so like i don't know I, maybe i'm going too deep into it uh too soon or whatever but like i think um yeah I just like why why like why not why not fucking talk about Black Sabbath like I think I've sampled Black Sabbath you know what I'm saying like I've, yeah. I've I've rhymed over Black Sabbath looped up and just just without any drums added or anything like that and I was just yeah there's some there's something there's something there that um 
there's just something there that like you can't you can't really how many bands all right how many bands today are modeled after black sabbath to the like almost to the t exactly you know like how many bong bong ripping type type beat bands do we have out here who sound like they're just doing tommy Iommi? you know what i mean like tony uh you know what i'm saying like tony yeah. iomi guitar work and it's all like engineered the same way too and this is decades later so you know i'm a fan of i'm a fan of things outside of the rap spectrum you know what i mean <laughs> indeed, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. I, as i know you are as well so yeah. I, mean, I mean for me it's like I wouldn't say like, you know, obviously it's like, it's a completely different genre of music, but it's something that there's a distinct start to the thing that they created, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're universally acclaimed as the first heavy metal band, mm -hmm. right? Like created a genre, created something whole cloth. And like, I think as hip hop fans, like that resonates, right? Because especially like, you know, we, we talk punk too, right? Like mm -hmm. there are these sort of like <clears throat> musical movements that were kicked off because they saw something that nobody else was seeing, mm. right? Like if you watch, I watched a lot of like Black Sabbath documentaries and it was like, they were a response to like the peace and love movement, right? Cause they saw through the bullshit of that. Right. And they were like, this is actually the world that we're living in, right? So it's like, we're reflecting that world back. And I think to me, that's like, there's something very real in that, like going against what the, the societal norms are and and showing like the world what it actually is and having so many people that are like yeah fuck yeah that's what it is and like you know i wasn't around when black sabbath formed so to me like when you know we'll get into our, our first experiences but like to me it's like that sort of thing that's like you've opened up a new chamber of the world mm. and that that's really exciting to me because i i don't think that happens all that often mm -hmm. And when it when it does happen, it should be celebrated and, and sort of like examined more. And there's not a lot of Black Sabbath podcasts. That's true too. It's we're not crazy. we're not you know we're not running into like this rush hour traffic jam of like just like oh like here's another you know as funny as as I guess like the title alludes to goddamn it's another goddamn podcast. It's yeah. like also like there's not that many at all. I feel like you know like. Uh, I'm sure you did your research. I did a little of my research on, on my end and it was just like, hmm, interesting. Not that yeah, much. I think I found Super one that like is exclusively Black Sabbath. Right, right. And I think it's the same one that, that I found. And Was it, it Into like, the Void? No, it was a Black uh, Sabbath bloody podcast. Right, something. okay, yeah. You know, but yeah. In, in, in making sure that we had the name clearance. Exactly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, um, they... Another interesting thing, I mean, you know, there's that intersection between, like, I could find, we'll talk about, like, the, we'll talk about more specifically, like, the relationship between Sabbath and, like, us as heads who, who are practitioners of rap, you know, and are participants and like, you know, lifelong participants of hip-hop or whatever, right? It's like, there are so many of those points of connectivity. In just the narrative alone, like you're talking about like the same shit that I've like when I heard SAP and saw what they were doing, I'm like, oh, this is like, this is like NWA, this is like public enemy, this is like, I mean, obviously very distinctly different in certain ways, but like Wu Tang, you know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, oh, you're building like 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 I said before, like building a world, but they're dealing with reality as you know, like. Think about it like on some cell dweller shit, right? Yeah. Like they're talking about like realms, mystics and all that, but like they're still dealing, they're still referring to the things that are happening on their blocks in Brooklyn. So to speak. Mm -hmm. and like, you know, you have a song like War Pigs, so, or you yeah. know, you have you have these, these, these this is a response to the whole love movement, um kind of like utopian out perspective of the world. And like, you know, these are folks who who felt who felt otherwise and was like, well, you know, the world's a lot darker. Yeah. You know, I, I think like, I think it's funny when people always put on like the devil thing. Like they're like, oh, they're satanic. Like, like the, the it's like, you know, I don't know. I think for a portion of my life when I was growing up, like people were like, oh, Black Sabbath was the original like Satanist or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, not really at all. Like if you listen to the shit that's actually quite anti-Satan or whatever, they just yeah. talk, you just, but they're, they're exploring evil, but they're exploring evil from like 
extracting it from like real life evil like actual like political evils act you know what i'm saying like so yeah and in that same way it's just it's like it's a certain type of reporting um by using like mythology so to so to speak i thought i think that's like i mean i think we could all relate to that if uh, as fans of like the um you know the the wordsmiths that we we we've like grown up you know what i mean yeah i mean and it's interesting there's like there's a whole like sort of school of criticism that has actually called them like the first christian rock band because like i think it was like it might have been like legs o'neill who wrote about it but he sort of like talked about them you know they they delve into like areas of darkness in the world but there's always like a ramification for entering into that world Mm. right so it's never like it's never like glorifying like oh hail satan it's not like fucking norwegian death metal idiots it's like you know these are the consequences of your actions when you sort of like go down these paths in life right Mm -hmm. like even like you know something like war pigs Mm -hmm. it's like that's about evil in the world Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily about like this you know sort of imaginary specter view of evil it's like there's evil in the world and they talk about it and they talk about those ramifications on society the planet the individual Mm -hmm. and it's you know it's I think in some ways I see that comparison, like not necessarily in like the way you look at Striper, like the opposite end, like to the Satanist bands, like the ones that are like, praise Jesus. Right. But there is like that sort of, um, you, the, the deeds that you put into the world come back to you. Right. There's like a karmic relationship to to their music, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. kind of like an interesting thing to, to think about. Mm. Um, so, so, I mean, you kind of touched on it, but like, how does it relate back to rap? Like, you know, do you see like, you know, we're call culture is predominantly a rap uh, culture podcast. Sure. You know, even like the things that aren't rap related that we talk to sort of like spin off into like adjacent to rap. The films, you know, films, TV shows, sure. um, shit like that. So, you know, I mean, outside of like Little Wayne doing a horrible Iron Man cover or oh. or Buster sampling Iron Man. Right. Um, you know, how how do you see this being related? Oh man. Uh shout out to Cypress Hill. I feel like Muggs, I feel like Muggs is the is is the first person I heard. Like I feel like Muggs sampled, I'm I'm almost positive Muggs sampled Black Sabbath on like one of those earlier Cypress albums. And like I think like out of all people, I think Cypress were the were the folks to kind of like get that right in, yeah. in like in those days. Or yeah. Um, I mean I know I know also Rick Rubin, BC Boys, like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, you um, could go to who sampled and see yeah. how many times they've been involved in songs. Facts. And that, so that, that kind of um, sort of leads into this, into these, these things I've been thinking about recently um, in, in our conversations. And I was just like, well, you know, Sabbath draw from an intersection of influences and sonics <laughs> themselves, right? And like, so how is that different than rap music? Like, they're not only pushing the envelope on in terms of like how heavy they were, you know, mm-hmm. as, as we as we we've said, like they were seen celebrated as like the first heavy metal band, right? Or like the premier heavy metal band, right? Yeah. At least. Um, but specifically, like their brand of so-called metal, <clears throat> their form was so bottom heavy. It was very drum and bass centered. Mm-hmm. Um, and low-ended um, in that way. So that's very much unlike a Deep Purple yeah. or an Iron Maiden or even you know later on Slayer, where in my opinion, all those examples are, are led by a guitar, like a lead guitar and mm-hmm. drum relationship. And the drum is, is being used in a, has a different function. It's, it's, it's just a, a, a pace machine versus Sabbath being you know, um, Sabbath being very, I mean, like Bill Ward being very percussive. I called him Jerry Ward earlier. Jerry Ward was from like F Troop or some shit like yeah. that. No, you're good. You're good. Shout out to Nick at night. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the way that like Bill Ward played or whatever was like, it reminded like, not just that, but you know, just the 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 intermingling 
between like the drum and the bass, right? Mm -hmm. The rhythm <laughs> section, and, and okay, we're gonna talk, obviously. Weird. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that throughout this whole, all, probably every episode, because yeah. it's, it's gonna come up. Um, Cause so prevalent when in their in their sound, but like it reminds me so much of like the hard funk kind of like um, ultimate breaks and beats kind yeah. of you know like it's not a far cry from what you know the incredible bongo band or Jimmy Castor or you know what I'm saying like folks yeah. like that you know even even a you know even a James Brown for instance like it's 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 different but it's yeah. not like a far cry especially like the yeah. harder funk stuff yeah it, it one of the things that I thought was interesting um is that um Bill Ward talks a lot about building his drums around the vocals mm. which is also sort of like a hip-hop centric thing right right you know it's like like the vocals and the drums being like these two like driving forces of the songs mm. and mm -hmm. sort of them having to like coexist and like guide each other. Right. Um, so I, I think that's sort of the thing there. And there, there's also like with a lot of Sabbath, you know, they grew up in like really bleak mm. circumstances, right? Like, you know, Ozzy often talks about like not even owning shoes, right? Right. Like just going everywhere barefoot. Um, you know, so it's like, this was, all of their friends were going into crime, going, joining gangs. Right. Um, this is sort of like their, their hope. And you see that a lot in hip hop too. Like, you know, there's like almost a form of desperation creating this sort of greatness. Right. Um, you know, pouring like your whole being into this thing because it's like, so one thing you see that's giving you a shot to survive. And I think spiritually there's a connection there between hip hop and Sabbath. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. No, and I mean, you know, and, and to go into musical form around that or like form origins, it's the blues. Yeah. Like they direct, like Sabbath directly signaled to and drew from the blues. And while yes, it's like four white British dudes or whatever, right? It's, it's yeah. still like very much to me, it's very much unlike what like a Zeppelin was doing. Mm -hmm. Or in Beatles. That, in the yeah, oh yeah, exactly, right. In this, or the Stones, Beatles, right? So it's like, they played in a bluesy style out of like a love, a reverence for the blues and and sort of uh, a motivation to add on. Yeah. Versus say emulation or potentially theft or revision, right? So yeah. their blues influence, I mean, to me feels genuine mm -hmm. in a way. Um, and again, out of the reverence of it and uh, like spiritual, spiritual um, kin folk, yeah. you know, rap, yeah. blues, like rap is the modern blues. It's, it's rooted in the same level of like, as you were saying, like comes coming out of these like, sort of like subverting or like subverting and also reporting like struggle, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's coming out of this like, so-called hard times. Yeah, like and they're coming out of like post-World War II Europe, which was Facts. like, you know, a completely destroyed country. You no, know, for sure. You I know, know folks, I know folks from Birmingham and they're, yeah. you know, like some of my home, a couple of my homies are from the Midlands and they're like, yo, that shit is no joke out there. Like, yeah, no, it's not, not to be fucked up. Yeah, so. Yeah, <clears throat> and this yeah. is 40 years later or 50 years later, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, imagine how bad it was when it was like no opportunity. Right. Um, right. And, and I, I think building on what you said about like the sort of elevation of the blues, or not elevation, but sort of like taking mm -hmm. the influence of the blues. Right. One of the things that you see a lot of the other bands do is like really kind of like whitewash and sanitize that music. Exactly. And like even just like jacking a cover and making it like okay for like 13 year old girls to like, right? right? Whereas these guys went the opposite direction and were like, mm -hmm we're taking the darkness of this music and the soul of this music. Mm. And like, that's the thing that influences us. It's not like the dance craze. It's more like a way to express your pain. Mm. Mm. And I think like, there's a lot of that in their music. Like, I think when you hear, and, and I think, you know, we'll discuss this a lot too. Like, I don't think Ozzy gets enough credit for how interesting or great of a singer he was, especially with the Black Sabbath stuff. Sure. Like his solo stuff, whatever. Right. Um, by then it was like, so sort of like put into like the commercial vehicle like the industry machine yes it was kitschy it was yeah but by, by those early sabbath records that dude's like he's singing like if he doesn't sing this stuff he's gonna die 
gonna do Time's caught up with you Now you wait your turn You know there's no return to me like that's always like when i hear a singer sing like that it just like gives me chills right because it's yeah. real it's like <laughs> you're faking it you're not you're not holding back yeah exactly so no, I agree. Agree. what what were your like what are your first memories or your first experiences with black sabbath <laughs> and like you know kind of how has that evolved throughout the year <laughs> facts all right so i honestly and i've i, I told like various portions of this story when people are like oh why you why do you make beats like that or why does your music sound like that like what what's drawn you to I'm like I was always like a, a minor note a minor key person like I never I, I don't love like major to my knowledge and like my like limited musical theory knowledge like I don't love most music I'm more attracted to like minor key shit right mm -hmm. so things that are like potentially atonal uh things that are a little bit more how do I say like not confrontational but have a little bit more um what's the term what's the term uh just unease to them you know what I mean versus like the traditional pop kind of mm -hmm. like especially of, of today where it's just like hey we're all gonna you know like it's a super major key from what I understand right um my so as a kid I'm like watching MTV I'm you know maybe not really too on VH1 or whatever, too crazy. But like, sometimes there'd be these commercials where it was like, oh, here's this uh, compilation of like greatest heavy metal hits from the 70s or from the 70s and 80s or some shit. And like, they'll play little previews of the songs, you know, like the play, like they will play like a Led Zeppelin song. They will play, I don't know, you know, I don't know if Iron Maiden even made it on those things, but like, yeah, probably. But like, anyway, my point is like, I might've heard Sabbath originally from one of those TV ads. Mm. Like, oh, what's that? Like, it was kind of an earworm and I'm like, huh. And then I'm, you know, watching like liquid television on MTV, yeah. uh, you know, or, and you know, and then eventually the Beavis and Butthead uh, when, when, they, when they went solo, so to speak, you know, when they had their own, own show and they're doing the Iron Man thing. And I'm just like, I know that riff from somewhere. I'm like, that, thing, that, that riff is crazy too. I'm just like, yo, like, Hell yeah, I, I like as a kid, I was doing that not knowing who it belonged to. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, all right. And then uh, I think after a moment in time, I just got, uh, you know, early, early, early internet days, like in the mid 90s, I was just like, yo, I gotta, I want something, I want more heavy. I, I want to go and find that thing. Like, I wanna find out like more about like the band behind that riff and like also just like, I want shit that has that tritone element like that you hear on the first, literally the first riff they play on the Where first. Where the devil's tritone. Exactly, right? Yeah. So, and going back to like the minor key thing, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, did a little research, whatever. I think I was on like, I forget what the CD now, I forget what that website was, but it had little <laughs> real audio snippets of things. I'm like, okay, no, nah, it's like, no, nah, it's not. That Zeppelin's cool, but like my pops had like a little box set. Mm -hmm. I peeped a little bit of that. I was like, oh, it's cool. But I'm like, no, nah, I need something heavier, heavier. I found the Sab, I found Sabbath, and I was just like, okay, 
cop, cop, cop. Like I bought like, I think I bought like, um, I think the first three albums off, off rip. And I was just like, yo, this is, yeah. this is it. And then from there, I like, I just bought all throughout that year. I acquired like the, the whole Ozzy era, you know what I'm saying? Word, yeah. Including the last two. And I was just like, <laughs> facts, like, uh, you know, but I was, I was just, I was blown away because um, yeah, it was just fucking, it was that, it was that thing that I was like, okay, I see why this is the root of mm. all these like hardcore bands that I got into, or, you know, like Black Flag, like they're my war album. This, the B-side is all like so-called sludgy kind of yeah. like, it's super slow. <laughs> and I'm like, I love that. I love the slow. Like, that's what I was going to say before, like, yo, Sabbath sounds like those ultimate breaks and beats, the hard funk, like slow down. Yeah. That was always like super attractive to me. You know what That's I mean? what's up. Yeah. Henry Rollins is all over that um, paranoid documentary I said to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like Copy. he's in love with that band. So, like, yeah. it's weird. Like, he's in love with that band and Van Halen. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. It is, it's like wild interviews with him just talking about like how everybody thought that he hated Van, like that, you know, the punks hated Van Halen. Right. And they were like, they love Van Halen. Yeah. Cause like, you know, Van Halen came out of like Southern Cal backyards, like same thing as them. Like their whole movement was like that type of thing. Um, um but that's a whole that's next summer. <laughs> yeah, next summer. <laughs> the Henry Rollins yeah. podcast. Henry um, Rollins Van Halen appreciation. Right. <laughs> um what about you? What what was like when was because I'm I'm mad curious to hear about like um yeah, because I just know like you you have a few couple years on me and word. and just you know so, coming from where you're coming from too. You were like so, for for me, like I, I was into metal like relatively young. Yeah. Um, so my dad used to work on like beer trucks. And there was this dude that used to like help out a lot. Um, and he was like, he was maybe like 16. And he was like a graffiti artist from the Bronx. Like he used to like run with like a lot of those dudes. Like I think he went by Pavo. Um, and he gave me like a lot of metal tapes because like I was like into Def Leppard. He's like, no, check out this, check out this. Like, that's how I got into Iron Maiden. Like, I wouldn't have, like, necessarily found that on my own. Um, but through, like, getting into that, like, I, I heard Iron Man, right? Because it was like, you know, you find Ozzy first because that's what was popping at that time. Right. And then you're like, oh, like, maybe it was, like, the Ozzy Randy Rhodes tribute album where they, like, did Iron Man live. And I was like, oh, what's that? So eventually I I've, I've found at, like, a gas station. Like, I don't know if you remember back in the day, like gas stations used to have like cassettes, yeah, like the 599 cassettes. And they were all like, well, boot, like, like best of cassettes. Yes. Right. So I found a Black Sabbath one. And like, that was my first introduction to Sabbath. And it was like, you know, I got it for Iron Man alone. Right. And um, it had like Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. Like, I remember that one in Sweet Leaf, like really like, oh, they're heavy as fuck. Um, but then Paranoid was like, you know, my real like introduction. Like that was like, I sat down with that record. Okay. and fell in love with it. I was like holy shit like this record mm -hmm. is crank and I didn't understand any of it other than it was like heavy mm -hmm. and it was wild like I didn't have real appreciation for it like I have appreciation for it now like you know sort of like the technical um expertise in that album um but like so Paranoid was was like my real introduction to Sabbath um and then like a couple of years later I found like um the self-titled at a yard sale and like the whole cover was like all sort of like tattered and ripped but like you know that was like the next one in my collection that got me amped and it was like you know slowly like over time wasn't like I never like really immersed myself heavily into Sabbath mm -hmm. until years later like I would I would fall in love with a record right it wasn't like I didn't go through like like you know like I wasn't bumping like volume four back in the nineties. Right. Right. Okay. <clears throat> or even like masters of reality, which we've discussed is like my favorite Sabbath album. Mm. But in a lot of ways, like that's the one I discovered maybe like four or five years ago. Oh, wow. So it's okay. like, you know, it's a little more like recent for me. Mm. Uh, you know, I had heard it in the past, but I never like dug into it. Right. And something about it, like recently, like it just clicked like the heaviness of that record and like the desperation in that record. Um, but yeah, so it was like, it's, it's always been like a slow evolution, like, you know, going from one album to the next and like, just kind of being stuck on that album for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, so it's interesting. It's almost like a kind of like an opposite, like I delved in immediately to like, yeah. the, like, I was like, no, like I want the whole pool, like to myself, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. I just want to be, I want to spend time in these waters for, for a minute. That's um, how I was with Maiden. 
at that time. Like, ah, Maiden, okay. like, Maiden was like my first love as far as music. Like, you know, the first, like my own love, like not right. like, my parents, like play the Beatles. I like the Beatles. Sure. Right. Like this was like the thing that I was like, I was out searching. Like I would buy like every import, like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember Iron Maiden, but they had like the singles would have different artwork from the records. Like, so it was like every single piece of vinyl you had, had like this unique artwork. And I was like, I, I think I had like at one point, like 50 pieces of Maiden vinyl. Mm. now i have like one now which is a shame right damn okay okay yeah you know that's that's crazy too that draws back to why i was magnetized to to sabbath versus like the ozzy stuff Mm -hmm. was as you said like you know ozzy was solo at the time and i got into him yeah um you know i didn't I didn't like care for Crazy Train or I didn't no. you know I didn't care for I mean shit by the time I was really tapping in it was uh it was like 90s Ozzy so it was yeah, like exactly wild really Ozzy. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly so I was just like all right like I know this guy's like an old like an OG basically I mm-hmm. you know from Headbangers Ball or whatever I'm watching it you know what I mean and I'm just like okay cool but it's it's not it it all it all felt very um just kind of like it felt like Van, it, I mean, in the same way that I kind of, at that point, and like, you will, you will, I'm sure we'll have conversations off, offline and like talk about like Maiden. I yeah. never tapped in with Maiden. I never like could find myself like magnetized to Maiden in the same way mm-hmm. that I was just because Sabbath had that, like that absolute heavy, like that, just like, like that downpour yeah. of like low end that I like, that just made me feel a certain way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like the riffs too, like um, the riffs were chunky, the riffs were big. So like it, you know, it wasn't fast and I had to learn how to like enjoy Slayer. You know yeah. And my first Slayer album that I fucked with was Out of Heaven, which is a slow one. Slow one, yeah. You know so it's all grooves. Exactly. So uh, I think that's also just an, another, you know, point back to like where, I guess like where like my sensibilities uh have remained i guess um because i just i just like this the slower shit uh, i guess i just like slow shit apparently or yeah yeah like that slow shit is where it's at yeah and also they're not noodly they're not very noodly no a lot of the 80s stuff was like and and super noodly yeah i mean so i was just like oh i was cool i was cool when i was a kid i was like oh that's cool like guitar solo but yeah after a while you're like "Hmm." (laughs) yeah everything that they do has a point Right, right. It's not just showy. Like there's nothing showy on those records. I mean, maybe later on, like I, I tapped out um, after a while. Like I, I never really fuck with the Dio records or anything. Same. Um, you know, and I, I've gone and listened to them, but they don't sound unique anymore at that point. They just sort of sound like everything else. Do you think, does it have, all right, does that have to do more so with Dio's vocal quality versus, you know, like, Dio versus Ozzy on like a vocal, like almost like tonality, like or how they're using their voice kind of thing, or is it? Was it just like the music overall? Like I think it's the music dance? overall because mm. I I know like at certain points like um they had different rhythm sections. True. So they didn't have Bill Ward and they didn't have Geezer Butler like doing what they're doing, and I think they're so important to the sound True. of Black Sabbath. Like they might be the most important element to the sound of Black Sabbath, mm. like sonically, as far as I you know. The thing that I appreciate about them, right, right, you know, like they they provide the structure to me for everything. Definitely, no, yeah. I, there's no contesting that. Yeah, I, yeah. I just I think I I heard a I think heaven or hell. Yeah, the, the deal. I, I like the riff on that. I like the groove on it. But yeah, I think yeah, Dio's voice is 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 uh, it's like so Ozzy is just so kind of like maybe singular and like, yeah, it was definitely a one on one. You know what I mean? So like he wasn't. By and also let's just be real like by by that time in in rock music especially uh or metal especially like you have more of a cartoonish kind of like element to like the like high-pitched kind of like nasally sort of vocal um projection that that folks were were, were running to that's um, that's also why like i I did that's why like i didn't really go to like iron maiden for instance yeah you know for the same reason yeah, I, one thing, because this is something that I like fell into years later with Maiden and I'll mm-hmm. keep it, maybe keep it in here, maybe not. Sure. But their yeah. first couple records, like especially the first one with the mm-hmm. other singer mm-hmm. is like wild different. It's like, it's sort of like 
a combination of what Maiden was with punk elements, like British punk elements. Okay. Really cool, different like street album compared to like the ones where it's like, we're going to talk about Egyptians for a whole record. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Run Run to the Hills is like, you would consider like a later Maiden, like not later, but like an established Maiden sound or what? I would say, yeah. I mean, that's that's the the beginning of the sound that we know. Right. Okay. Right. Like, you know, that that's the first Bruce Dickinson record. Mm. Um, but the the first Iron Maiden like that self-titled Iron Maiden record like and again like I, I didn't appreciate it when I was young because I loved like the Bruce Dickinson era mm. it was more when I got older and I was like oh this is actually like really different and really interesting right um, yeah I recommend it just sure. totally I'll, off topic I'll peep it I'll, I'll definitely peep that yeah I, I think you'll dig it interested. Word. appreciate it Word. so um. I mean, I guess, you know, let, let's start talking about what, what can we, you know, listeners expect from this series? Like, what do you think that, you know, we're going to be able to tackle and, and talk about? And, you know, like, you know, what is our goal for the series? Um, well, I think like, well, one, I think, you know, we, we spoke so much about our origin, so-called origin stories with Sabbath, like, you know, as younger listeners as, uh, and, and how then over the years we've, um, these other elements of the music popped out to us, you know, yeah. became apparent, like the technicality of it. Like the fact that it was, you know, the fact that it was blue, I didn't know when I was first hearing it, I was just like, oh, that's, that's like, that's not noodly, that's not showy. It doesn't feel showy. It doesn't feel, yeah. it feels like essential but there was also the element that it was like yeah no this is like man's is playing like the blues yeah you know what i'm saying like this is like literal like solos and it's just like oh it doesn't feel like a noodly solo because that, that wasn't some blue shit you know what i'm saying yeah like, yeah exactly um so i think it's it there's going to be a point there's going to be points where we, we speak about you know how these records have aged um why they're still important to us mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, we're obviously going to have some very, very unique and incredible guests um, on with us to, of, of various backgrounds and, mm-hmm. and practices, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it would just be really, I think the, the list we have and like the, the folks we've been sort of like reaching out to um, is going to bring a, quite a, intriguing sort of like narrative that i don't think like it's not it's this is not your typical so-called metal podcast yeah you know and yeah. i mean first it's us and we're not your typical metal head so to speak um we like to ask questions <laughs> and uh you know what i mean like the guests that we have uh prepped up are are some some wonderful friends of ours and um just people who are like yeah who's or super ill and like uh, i'm excited i don't know uh yeah that's that's my spiel i don't know I'm, or, I'm yeah i mean like, I, I think you nailed it like it's i think you know well one we're, we're going to talk about each of the ozzy albums right right so we're just going to take them in order hit the ozzy albums uh we might skimp on the last two just because there's a reason they were the last two Right. Um, but you know, the, the, at the very least, you're going to get like the, the important works and you're going to get like detailed discussions on them. Um, and like you said, the guests are not the typical guests you find on like a black Sabbath retrospective, right. right? Nobody is, I mean, I probably am like the oldest white journalist, <laughs> you know, like, you know, and I'm, I'm much younger than anybody that would be on that, but Right. You know, you're going to get artists like making music now. Now, facts. You know that are relevant. You're going to get people from the the hip hop podcast community that you know and love mm-hmm. that are going to talk about their their um, love for this band and and their feelings towards this band. Mm-hmm. You're going to get, you know, musicians with wildly different backgrounds. Certainly. Um, talking about this band, whether it's you know where they're from, um, their demographic background, you're going to get mm-hmm. you know sort of. Their, their worldviews, you're going to get all these different point, points of view coming at you, talking about a band that's been dissected with only one perspective for the last 40 years. Truly. Um, so I think, it, I think it's going to be cool to sort of see the impact that Sabbath has had on a more global community than the one that's always focused upon. 
And I, at least, you know, that's sort of like my hope of what we're able to give you. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think I think it'll it'll deliver. I, yeah, I'm, I do I'm, too. Gonna put, I'm gonna put some bread on that. Yeah, based on the people that we've already <laughs> confirmed, I, I agree. Facts. Yeah, you know what I mean? So we got some dope heads on on here that have already confirmed, and there's more that we're working on bringing in. Indeed, yeah. and like and yeah, it's just gonna be fun to like, uh, you know, a lot of I was telling you offline, like a lot of these albums I haven't listened to in like almost or maybe like a decade so yeah, from, from me it'll be like a fresh it'll be like fresh ears again or like fresh ears being reminded so to speak so yeah i mean i i had that experience just the last couple of days listening to one that we're recording tomorrow like i haven't mm-hmm. listened to that full mm-hmm. album in ages mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. like you know the things that i thought i remembered about that album are like yeah you know, and the things that i was like i never need to hear this record again mm. those were still there but then there was all these parts that I was like, oh, I forgot that that part exists. Right. You know, yes. Like that song, like that just still makes like that hair on my arm stand up. I had a few of those moments this week as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, say. I'm really looking forward to that conversation tomorrow. Yeah. And yeah the guests yeah. that we have are really interesting as well. So That's super dope. Hell yeah. yeah. So um, here's a random question. Would you recommend folks, would you, would you say Sabbath, would you say Sabbath, uh, in headphones or on a sound like on a sound system yeah um sound system you gotta be able to play it really loud yeah right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but i think headphones like good headphones you know my headphone experience with them has like really been just such a joy there's so much like cool shit there Mm -hmm. that you don't normally always like pick up when you're listening to it through a system depending on the quality of your system right like right, right. so many of us now don't necessarily have a great system to listen to music anymore yeah Our yo, headphones wow. are the best system so facts facts um and you know if you have like a long drive by yourself mm. it's a really good listen too because it's like it's such sort of like deep layered introspective music and it's a time to get into that type of shit when you're just like on the road by yourself, you know? True. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> no, nah, I, I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent with that. I, I think, uh, I would, I would say preferably a good pair of headphones for like the, the essential listening experience, so to speak. Yeah. And like, I don't want, you know, I'm not trying to get into some weird audiophile territory. Like, Oh, you gotta have the vinyl. Right? Yeah. Like, nah, it's all good. You could have a fucking tape yeah a, a second generation cassette tape actually like maybe do that that shit would probably emphasize some of the elements that like we love so much Word. um but uh headphones they they do a lot in the headphones they do a lot for the sonics that um in in those in those spaces where sonics are uh able to be like emphasized to a level of viscerality you know what I'm saying? Like when you have headphones on, like you kind of feel the bass in a, in a way that's different than obviously like, don't listen to Sabbath just on your phone, please. No, like don't listen no. to Sabbath just out of your laptop speakers. Like yeah. you have, have some, sub like a sub, sub bass element somewhere. Yeah. Because, you need something dynamic. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like walking into a room, like the way that that music sounds like it's mm. coming from you, like just surrounding you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, don't, don't, don't cheat the experience. Don't cheat yourself out of something, something great. <laughs> no, definitely. So <laughs> let me ask you if mm. you had a rank in order, Oh, not the albums. Okay. The importance by band member, how oh, would you rank them? Like to the, gosh. to the sound that we talk about. Wow. Uh, damn. I would I don't say, know if it's a possible task, you know what I mean? Because right. <laughs> once you think of somebody else, you're like, well, no, it be that. Like, them, well, but, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but in a hypothetical world. Hypothetical. I mean, shit. Because uh, to me, they're like the perfect quadrant. Like, they're yeah. like the, per- like, they are, uh, or quartet, whatever. But like, they're like, it's just like, yo, like, how can you have all this without um, Iomi? How could you yeah. have all this without, like, if you change, if you if you switch Ozzy out the picture, then it's just like, well, it's it's gonna be something different. It'll still yeah. be fucking like if the songs were the same, like structurally and you know sonically, like yeah, it'll still be, I think probably enjoyable as as far you know something you wouldn't engage with. Yeah. Um, but like I do oftentimes like 
in that question about Dio or whatever, like I do that, that comes out of a curiosity as to how vital um, or rather like overlooked, like you said earlier, Ozzy's vocal abilities and just uniqueness again, um, sort of has been in, in like the reporting of, of like, say like greatest front people or yeah. you know whatever in, in music or in music period, not even just like in metal or rock or whatever. Um, I think there's, uh, but I mean, shit, there, without that, without, without, without Ward drumming the way he did, you know, Ward. without that rhythm section, damn, I don't know. It's tough, yo. I mean, I think, mm, I think, I think <laughs> maybe Ozzy, it's either Ozzy or Ward for first. Ward, for yeah. And, and then you get the other, maybe the other person. <laughs> and then, and then, um, I think Iomi lasts. To be honest, Wait, is Iomi, yeah, and that's not even a slight on him. Nah, no, nah, right? it's not. It's not. It's yeah. No, nah, it's not. <laughs> um, I also often wonder, like, after like you know doing like the engineering thing for for however long, like I'm like, oh shit, like I gotta look into like who produced these records and like Word. how they were. I'd, I'd be interested in like the engineering process behind them because it's just like that guitar sound that Iomi had yeah super specific i wonder how much that was within the songwriting process and the recording process yeah or like kind of post i believe it's probably within the process though uh of recording because i think that's like, everything i took away from it especially the yeah. first two albums they were saying that for the first two albums they like perfected everything playing live yeah and then they they went in, they rented a studio for like one day went in and the band recorded in one room and Ozzy recorded in the other room, but they recorded everything live. Everything live, right? Yeah. Right. So I, I think like that was all, like they were formed. Yeah. When they came through, like, the other thing is like first two albums were recorded four months apart, which I didn't realize either. It was just that, like, geez. That's wild. That, that actually, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy to me. Cause uh, it, you, you do see that like shift and I will talk about that as we, as we, yeah into uh, those albums but like damn that's crazy wow where'd you where'd you where'd you find that out in the in the paranoid doc um or... i found out i mean i found out about just doing like some reading about them mm -hmm. um i think I mean, it might have been like wikipedia where they're talking about the recording process sure, but sure. they confirmed it in the paranoid doc about how they like went about it the timelines and all that shit so mm -hmm. um the one thing i did learn through the docs was that um geezer butler wrote everything Wow. Okay. Right. So like he wrote all the lyrics. Um, right. That's right. Yes. I, yeah. I, I knew that. Um, and Ozzy would like, so they would, they would jam everything out. Right. So it was like an organic formulation. Like somebody would have a riff and they would just jam it until it became a song. Mm. Um, and the whole time Ozzy would like, just sort of like sing made up words or like just phrases. Like, so he would get like the sort of harmonies built in while they were jamming. Right. And they would okay. record that. So there's uh, like in the paranoid doc, there's all these takes of him singing songs that, you know, were like just mad different lyrics. Right. Like, right. you know, I love like playing a caravan. He's like, I love my girlfriend. And then <laughs> they have that. And then Butler would write to that harmony to talk about like whatever they're going to talk about. Mm. So, yeah. Damn. Yeah. I right. posed that hard question at you. <laughs> no no i mean do you have do you have your uh top you know four in order <laughs> i mean i think i would probably go butler ozzy ward and iomi sure but yeah. you know it's like it's it's all like one a b c and d right you know right. it's not like yeah um if you had to recommend one song to like a new listener like just one song, like listen to this song. If you don't like the song, you're not going to like it. Mm. Out of the whole discography. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Shit. Cause there's so many different zones. I'm like literally yeah. looking at, like I'm on Discogs right now looking at, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say, I, you know, you know what? A lot of people like off of Paranoid, a lot of people love the self-titled track. I'm like, that's not the one yeah. I select for people. Uh, for them to like characterize them, you know characterize them yeah um 
Let me go. I'm gonna go with like an off kilter one to be honest. I'm gonna say Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, the, the title track. Yeah. Uh, whole bunch bangs that one is nutty um what about you (laughs) i mean i think to me the obvious answer is war pigs right like but you know as far as my favorite i would probably go hole in the sky Mm. or like megalomania like something off of that but that's just the record i've been in that's like the world that i've been like deep in for the last couple years right in sabbath so um yeah Right. But, uh, I, you know, I think if you listen to, if you don't like War Pigs, you're not going to like anything. Right. Like that yep. has elements of everything that they do well in that song. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be wild if we were like Planet Caravan. Planet Caravan. Yeah. The the, changes. Uh, complete, yeah. Changes. Exactly. <laughs> the complete opposite. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's why was, that's why they're so ill, too. Like they literally did that. Yeah. At the same time. Like, and just like, wow, like that's a. You know, throwing us those lefts and just, yeah, for oh, real. Shit. I love yo. When I first heard, I first heard Planned Caravan at an internship in a studio, oh, wow. uh in Hell's Kitchen. I was like interning as like a you know, I was like high school. Word. They were. It was. I was like cool with the receptionist. She was a bit older than me, and um, I got. I guess obviously, but uh, me being in high school and like she was just like yo. I remember doing like. No, was it was it was it she or it was one of the engineers who or the studio manager who came out? He's like, oh yeah, like, and he looked like a he looked like a, a typical like Sabbath head, like he looked Word. like one of, he looked like an extra from um, Spinal Tap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he came out. He's like, oh man, the amount of acid I did on on top of a car to this song, and I was just like, I can see that. <laughs> like yeah, I can see, yeah, that. see that. Yeah. But yeah, Planet Caravan is a is a trip. That uh, no pun intended. That shit is crazy. I yeah. love that song so much. Um, but yeah, yo, good call on, uh, actually like good, great call on, 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 um, on Butler, uh, being your number one. I, I, I big respect that. Cause it I wouldn't have been before I started watching all the documentaries, mm. like, you know, he would have been, you know, but once I realized that like he wrote so much of it, I was like, oh, has to be him. And he's, he's, and the thing is like, he's so prominent in, in the, in the space, uh, like in the sonic space too. Like yeah. you hear him so much, like not yeah. just as like a compliment to like thicken up the the bottom but like he's there's like bass solos you know what i'm saying oh, like yeah. the whole song is just like him like running all over the place with that bass it's right not like, it's not like boom boom yeah 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 <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah he's going yeah. he's going off i was like yeah. okay uh, and i it that's that's like what pointed me to the blues more than i think the other elements yeah uh, when i was younger i was just like oh that's some bluesy shit yeah yeah the documentary the video is like watching him play live it's like wow he's fucking just like in his world like they all are they're all just like zoned out like they're not running around it's not like a a metal show right like the 80s and the 90s where people are like running up on the rafters pyrotechnics and shit (laughs) in front of a green screen like wow just boom in their world yeah oh oh are you talking about um i've seen clips like early youtube i saw clips of like i think them doing 
Iron Man and they're yeah, like and there's paranoid a green and shit, screen like the baby and like heads behind him. And yeah, stuff. that's crazy. Yeah. I love it. I got yo what you just gave me an idea. I gotta watch that shit again first. Or, Woo. Yeah, that shit that shit stuck in my memory since uh since then you early YouTube days. Oh yeah, I was always like I remember watching it as a kid and being like, how are they doing that? Like what? <laughs> what's going on i think it was like from like top of the pops or something like when they were on like uh oh. a uk show top of the pops top of the pops right yes yes damn um final question on the docket so yeah so i mean what do you hope the listeners come away with i uh ooh, the listeners i think um i would hope that you know there's an appreciation um but, you know, beyond, beyond just like a so-called, like beyond just the appreciation, I'm doing air quotes. Um, what you said earlier about like a more global, worldly, or just, yeah, a, a more, uh, yeah, let's go with global perspective on, on this band that, you know, it, has so much put on them already has had so much like reporting done on them has mm. had so many labels put on them um so much mythology around them as well you know what i'm saying uh just you know sort of like understanding that there's, there's like this this music isn't like a one-sided thing this, this music isn't like a binary thing so to speak you know what i mean like this yeah. is something that can transcend like and it's I mean, shit, decades and decades later, like, you know, there are folks who have tapping in with it and they're like somehow able to see it. Just like you would say like, a, a you know, a, a Coltrane record or something or, like that. You know what I mean? Like there's like a timelessness to it. Yeah, still like vital and relevant. Yeah, and it's right. Like what they're talking about is still like happening. At, you know, one would say ad nauseum, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's still happening. So yeah. it's it's out there so like i think there's there's an importance in um in these sort of like in honoring these like these narratives that somehow not only like stand the so-called test of time but like you know oh yeah just like greater than just one singular put it like this one singular genre like so-called genre or like identity formed off of like the supposed idea around the genre mm. you know what i mean yep like it's not just about some long-haired folks you know some long-haired white folks in a room and all black yeah. like being like yeah like fuck yeah dude like fucking war pigs or like you know f whatever like let's do acid on top of a car like it's not <laughs> it's not just about that yeah no. actually it's actually not a, not really about that at all like that's just that's kind of more of a byproduct of the thing and that's why like yeah you know there's a there's a greater discussion at hand about like metal spaces sure. and like what those look like and like you know uh and and changing that but like yeah i think like this 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 will deal with all that. <laughs> what up i think this will deal with all that i think this will like probably turn turn a few heads on to to something that like they will probably enjoy like they'll probably like find some points of connectivity word i yeah I, I think you nailed it like i i hope i hope for people that are like lifelong sabbath fans it gives them a new perspective yes and then for people who know nothing about them it introduces them to some like wonderful new music mm -hmm. and and maybe you know if you had preconceived notions about the band like it changes up like you know like you know i know there are always like people that certain genres of music like oh that music's not for me Right. You know, whether it's like the sonic sound or the environment based around that music. Yeah. But, you know, seeing that, like, this is actually a universal group, like, mm. you know, it touches everybody and there's probably something in it that will touch you as well. Facts. Um, so, you know, hopefully it'll get you to explore something and find something that you dig. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, we're, just trying, we're just trying to deliver the goods. Come you on. You know what I mean? Come exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're just Word. trying to be the conduit. Conduit. You know, <laughs> can't do it to do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Hell cool. yeah. But, so yeah, we'll see you. Uh, see you next week with the the first episode, and uh, we're gonna be talking about 
the self-titled Black Sabbath album. Self-titled. Come on. The, the crazy cover. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the most evil album of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Dude. All right. All cool. right. Peace. Peace.